Hey everyone, welcome back to Explain Like I'm 5, or ELI 5, the weekly podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that is easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin. So before we start today, I just wanted to say a big thank you to our listeners for your support, for your comments, your feedback over the last few months. Uh, We started this podcast as an experiment, and all the support you've given us has really kept us motivated to keep it going. Yeah, and if you're not driving, uh, have a second. Please leave us a review on iTunes. You know, just tap the show name, scroll all the way to the bottom. You'll see five stars, which you can easily tap on. So thank you if you're in the process of doing that right now. And in the meantime, we will get started with today's topic, which is all about scars. Scars. Uh, Yeah, scars. My three-year-old gets them all the time. Yeah, like fall off a bike or something. Uh, You name it, he's done it. Yeah, it's, it's a really fascinating feature of the human body. So the first question I have on this is, how does the body know how much skin to replace and get it looking like it does before the injury? Yeah, it's really quite magical. Um, so typically your skin cells, you know, they're made of multiple layers, right? And they actually start growing vertically first to maintain your intact skin barrier. Mm. So when you have a wound, uh, the body's reaction to this breach essentially is to notify the skin cells surrounding the damaged skin. And when the skin, when the skin cells get this signal, they stop growing vertically and start growing horizontally from the wound edges inward. So when the skin cells meet in the middle, so the wound is no longer open, um, they reprogram themselves to start growing upward again instead of side to side. In doing so, they start to strengthen the skin back to uh, its normal elasticity and also protectiveness. That makes sense. And how about for a deep wound? Yeah. You know, I mean, depending on how many layers are affected, you know, how deep the wound is, the body will either have to... Uh, in order for the body to be able to make a pretty smooth skin cover with all the surrounding tissue structures intact, like hair follicles, nerves, etc., um, it will rely on scar tissue to do the best it can to get everything closed up. So the deeper the wound, the more likely it will heal with, with scar tissue, which unfortunately isn't as strong and uniform as regular skin. But when the scar tissue is involved, the damaged structures within the skin, layers cannot be uh, preserved or repaired. Hmm. Now, there's always a question about fingerprints. Do they grow mm-hmm. back or how do they grow back? They actually do. <laughs> um, your fingerprints, they come from ridges deep in your skin. So when you just you know, superficially damage your skin, the ridges deep inside your skin stay safe so the fingerprints come back when your skin heals. Ah, interesting. Well, how about when you get burnt then? Mm, there, it kind of depends on the degree of the burn. Mm-hmm. So first degree burns only affect the epidermal layer and when it is regenerated, uh, a fingerprint will essentially have the same ridges to it, um, unless there was some very severe mechanical deformation, like some blistering or tearing, right? right. Uh, second degree burns, however, affect both the epidermis and the dermis, uh, but not, not completely all the time. So the dermis first has to regenerate whatever it has left, as then it regenerates the epidermis, right? Uh, barring severe, extensive, or very deep damage, the epidermis can recover partially its ridges, but maybe with some deformation. Okay. But then there's also third-degree burns, right, uh, which destroy both dermal layers and even some deep tissue. Um, with enough medical care, it is possible to recover the dermal layer, uh, even if that requires something like a tra- skin transplant. Okay. And then the, the dermal layer will usually uh, help regenerate the epidermal layer, but many times the ridges will be kind of missing or maybe too thin. Uh, even when present, they, won't, they might be completely different. How about this question, though? Why can't scars tan quite the same as the rest of your skin can? Mm -hmm. So a skin scar occurs, again, when the epidermis, other deeper layers, skin layers, 
uh, are a place for fiber tissue. Okay, so with deeper or deeper wounds, the body prioritizes sealing the wound more than recovery. So uh, the epidermis it contains the the melanocytes, right? That produce the mel the, the melanin, uh, the protein that makes our skin browner than when we tan. So when uh. that layer is replaced with fiber tissue, that region just cannot produce enough melanin during the tanning and stays stays white essentially. Interesting. So it's actually a different type of uh, skin. What? Uh -huh. What other effects does not having an epidermis on the skin um, you know, well, have on scars? Well, skin scars, uh, also, if you notice, do not sweat or produce hairs. Mm. So deeper scars uh, may also not have the, the fat layer. And all these factors kind of make scarred skin areas more sensitive to temperature. Right. Now, how about when you get a scar and it kind of hurts even after it's healed? Why is this? So the, the, in that case, the skin has healed, but the nerve endings... Uh, don't necessarily heal at the same rate as the skin. So, and you know, nerves can sometimes take up to years to heal. Hmm. So, as a final question, let's talk a little bit about skin grafting. You mentioned it earlier on, but mm -hmm. um, you know, this is obviously pretty advanced technology. Uh, but I want to know why does the skin used on graft for burns sometimes look different to normal skin? And you know, is technology evolving to improve on this? Yeah. So, so usually the skin used for skin grafts, uh, it has been meshed. So it's like cut into a sort of honeycomb pattern using a machine. And this allows a smaller skin graft to cover a large area of skin, right? Uh, and also curve to fit the shape of the body. Uh, the problem here is that the lines of the mesh uh, will show up in, in the healed skin, essentially. Mm. So there's currently kind of two ways around this. Uh, one is to not do the meshing. Uh, but the problem with that is the more skin you need, it, you need for the graft, there's more skin that you need for the graft, right? right. Uh, potentially leading to more scarring and pain at the donor site. Uh, the other is to use a different type of graft. There's some new technology that allows skin to be grown in the lab, uh, actually using the patient's actual skin cells. Uh, however, this takes more time as the cells need to be taken to a lab and grown up, so it's not helpful for kind of emergency surgeries uh, as some other cases. Thanks, Kevin. Lots of things I didn't know before. Did you learn something new today? If you did, send us a tweet at ELI5, the podcast. Just tweet us a thumbs up or send us requests for future episodes. As always, a big thank you to the subreddit Explain Like I'm Five. See you all next week.